Yo, yo, yo! Welcome to episode 28 of Wings, Beers, and Tears, your DMV podcast. We come to you every week live from Montgomery County, Maryland, and here we are on a Tuesday night, and as always, we've got plenty of fun stuff to discuss in the wide world of D.C. sports and beyond. We are Wings, Beers, and Tears. Please give us a follow. Find us on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. You can even find us on Twitter at Wings, Beers, Tears, all one word. And, uh, you know, drop us a line. You can message us there. And you can find all the links to everything. Jerry, how are you this evening, sir? Hello, just char- <laughs> trying to charge the iPad and got the wrong charger. Jerry, Jerry's having uh, yes. mechanical fun- uh, malfunctions here today, and I know all about that today, unfortunately. Even more than usual. Ah, fuck. How are you, Jeremy? I am good. Good to be here with you boys, as always. Excellent, excellent. So here's our rundown for this evening. We are going to start hot and heavy with our Washington Capitals talk. They are on fire still. Uh, They find new and different ways to win every night, contributions all up and down the roster. They give us all kinds of fodder. They're so much fun to talk about. I'll tell you what we're not going to talk about, Jeremy. We're not going to talk about the Wizards or the NBA. Sweet. (laughs) Excellent. Uh, We are, unfortunately, going to talk some Redskins talk later because there's lots of stuff going on. And the guy that we want to play has actually now played. So we have a little bit more to talk about actually on the field. I'd like to leave the off-the-field stuff where it is. Um, and then we uh, we can even wrap with a little college action because the uh, uh, the college football playoff picture is becoming more and more muddy each week with lots of different scenarios. So right off the top, your Washington Capitals win again. Commanding fashion last night, 5-2 to two over Anaheim, and it really wasn't even that close. Um, really a complete game when you look at it. But let's just go ahead and talk about what everybody's talking about right now. So set the scene. Late second period. Caps are dominating. They're up 2-0, but they're absolutely taking the play to Anaheim. And uh, Leipzig, uh, I don't know what Grant said to him or did to him, but uh, Leipzig basically just took a run at Grant. And uh, it was a fantastic check. If I mean, it was beautiful. It was, it was pretty awesome. Um, and in the, in, in the scrum that ensued, the play continued, and Stevenson... Jerry's boy, Chandler Stevenson, uh, bangs it home for He scores. He scores when everybody's Chandler. fighting and nobody's paying attention to him. Isn't that just fitting? The boy was paying attention to beat his bitch ass. By the way, that was a fucking rocket of a shot, dude. He went far There's side. There's nobody on the ice. Everybody was fighting. Uh, and uh, and and as as the as the uh, the melee uh, ensued, um, I was all fired up. I was like, "Oh, this is fantastic!" Because you got Hathaway and Lepsick out there, and they're throwing their body around. Hathaway fucking drops Grant with a great little right hook. It gives him a forearm shiver when he's on the ice. So as he stands up, and Grant stands up, and the linesman's between them, Good Branson, who had come in as the third man in on Lepsick three seconds earlier, decides to get his fucking paw in the mix. And uh, sucker punches Hathaway, who proceeds to uh, spit at <laughs> Good Branson. So, he spit his mouthpiece at him. Yes. So here's the deal. Looked like a big loogie, but it was it wasn't. Here's the deal. Guard. He has his hearing tomorrow. He will and should be suspended. Yeah, fine, fine's good enough. He will and should be suspended because that is an awful, awful act that you don't do. However, the fact that Good Branson is seemingly unscathed in this entire scenario is beyond me. And he went he went on after the game. And look, 
<clears throat> when somebody spits at you, you're going to get fucking pissed off, right? Oh, yeah. And after the game, he was going on and on. No place. He goes, not only is there no place in sport, in society, it's disgusting. It's awful. Hey, Good Branson, why don't you come here with your big schnoz and I sucker punch you, you motherfucker. Yeah, twice. Yeah. Twice while you're being held by other guys being held by the officials. And fuck him. And George yeah. called it when that whole thing started with Leipzig and he was engaged with Grant because he had just hit mm-hmm. him and then Good Branson comes in and fucking throws two punches with his glove on. Well, somebody got did get a third man in. I don't think it was him. No, it, was, it wasn't. Um, uh, I forget the guy's name, but they did, they did get one one guy for a third man in. So that whole thing was a complete yeah. shit show. And, and again, Hathaway will and should get suspended, in my opinion, my very humble opinion. Um, I think they're going to throw the book at him. Yeah, uh, I, well, it depends. I don't know his history at all. I, I don't know his um, history either. He, I, I, I will say this, man. He was contrite, and he was, oh yeah. he, he, was, he was a stud afterwards. He was like, look, yeah. that was bullshit. That was on me. Yeah. Really, really bad. Shouldn't have done it. My bad. I, I think that the, him being contrite is going to help. I think he's going to straight up say, yeah, I got sucker punched and lost it, and I spit in the guy's face. You know? And also, they fucked up with the match penalty. It was a wrong call. You think so? so? You know, it's, it's not a call. It's a game misconduct. Uh, it's not. It's not uh, a match. Uh, uh, match was for intent to injure. I see. And good old Wes McCauley, he's so fucking smart. He <laughs> completely fucked that one up too. But the aftermath of that, did you see how fucking great that was? So you had the scorekeeper in the booth, and you had all the refs around and the linesman, and he's basically got a piece of paper and a pencil, and he's got a ledger, and he's just writing numbers down because they're trying to figure out and balance out what's the delta at the end of the day. So the delta was a three minute power play for Anaheim. Very, very odd. Um, and I, that's probably okay. And, 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 and I'm really sure that was fine. That, yeah. The fact that it took them nearly five minutes to get to that point, and then they had to go and review something else, and uh, then, yeah. to your point, McCauley got the match wrong. So, I mean, what a, what a complete cluster. Yeah. Well, and the review was to sort of confirm, yeah, it's on, it's on behind us here on TV, this whole thing going on. So, and also this asshole, I don't know who he is, number 38, this dumb motherfucker, he says he's holding... You know, our boy Hathaway, and then says, oh, I saw the spit. Well, why did you see the sucker punch, and then you see the next one you let him have? Fuck you. You're out there to protect the players, and you protect the dick. You suck. Well said, Jeremy. I know you get all fired up tonight. No, so seriously, unfortunately, the spitting incident is what is getting the top billing. Yeah, that is bad. It's it's terrible. It's terrible. I'm I'm not excusing it. I'm not. But as usual in these things, right, it's almost like last week with the Mason Rudolph and uh, Miles Garrett scenario where that was just so bad on so many levels. But as you go down and you parse it, you're like every piece of that scenario was despicable. You know, the, the main act is the one that takes top billing, but nobody is, is has lack of culpability in that entire scenario. Here's my thought. Counselor, what do you say, Jerry? What you got, Jerry? <laughs> Great so far. <laughs> He's so Brad Marchan <laughs> licks people, <laughs> fucking licks people twice, and gets nothing except don't do that again. Right, L- licking Sid- is an endearing way to put your saliva on someone. Sidney Crosby <laughs> just trying to hold my mouth guard on Koozie, he like did. last year, or the year before. I can't remember. Nothing happened. Um, obviously, I don't have a problem. Honestly, if he's gets supplemental discipline even a suspension of a game or two. Uh, But I think the code in hockey is that when two guys fight and one guy hits the ice and the refs come in and grab, that's sort of it. Mm -hmm. That that means everybody separates and cools down. Sure. In this case, there's a second guy that comes in after the fight and 
while our guy is being held, jacks him in the face. Yeah. Um, where our guy cannot put his fists up to protect himself because he's being held by the ref, mm-hmm. probably without engaging with the ref, which is even worse exactly. than what happened. So he only he, he spits his mouth guard at him. He doesn't spit him at him with saliva. He spits his mouth guard at him out of frustration. So is that bad? Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. <clears throat> but it's there's mitigating circumstances where if he normally spitting on someone would get five games, he should get one game because of the circumstances. The mitigating, it doesn't excuse it, but it, it, it lessens it. So I don't have a problem if he gets suspended for a game. Fine. Uh, gets a fine. Okay. Uh, but the other dude should get something, too, because he well, violated the rules. He'll get nothing. He'll get nothing, of course. Which is just shocking yeah. to me. Which is part of why I'm saying fine. I, I don't, I mean, again, I wouldn't be mad, but I think a fine is enough. But my problem, my biggest problem with the whole freaking thing, <laughs> and I texted you guys last night, is I was watching it, and everybody's doing something except for Michael Kempney. <laughs> and I thought you're supposed to, like when this happens and you see dudes coming in, right, you're supposed to grab them and hold them. That's what happens every time. And, and to your point, you know who did that? Stevenson scores the goal, doesn't even celebrate, goes behind the net, and he goes and grabs somebody. Right. So, so our boy is Hathaway is getting jacked up on different he's – t- he's fighting a two-front war. war. <laughs> Kidney's just standing around like, what happened? What's going on? I'm not getting – I just got off injured reserve. I'm not getting this shit. <laughs> well, to the yeah. point where Carlson has to come in. So you see Carlson, like, getting involved in it. And I just yeah, – Tom Wilson is like – it's like my Rottweiler when he's got like food, but he can't get to it, and he's he just wants to get out there so bad. Did you see his face oh, yeah. after that whole thing went down? He basically stood up and started barking at the Anaheim bench for a solid like three yeah, I'm minutes. Pretty sure he said "you suck" about four hundred straight times. It's That's just the hypocrisy of the whole thing. It is. It, it is. The league takes into effect the teams that are involved. The players are better involved, and that factors into it, and that's what pisses me off because the Caps always get the fucking short end of the stick. Mm-hmm. Wilson is treated differently than any other player in the league, including, you know, anybody from, uh, you know, Vegas. Who's that dude who fights all the time? Reeves. Yeah, Reeves. I mean, the, he gets treated differently than him. He, it, obviously, the Penguins get special treatment. Sure. Uh, Boston seems to be a you know, God. If anybody did it, if freaking Austin Matthews did it, they'd probably knight him. You know, if they, if they knight people in fucking Canada, I don't even know. But, you know, it's just, it's just the hypocrisy of it. If he gets more than a game, it's going to be infuriating. Now he's, I, I think he will. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there. I actually think, I looked, I looked this up, the last spit incident they had on camera was some, some miscreant from uh, San Jose like eight years ago or whatever that was more of a high-profile one like this where the, the cameras were on it or whatever, and he got five games. Was he getting punched when he did it? Uh, I don't recall the the rest right of the before and right after. Right, but like not, but he was being held back and he was fighting two people at once. Yeah, see, I don't know the the, the, the other circumstances, and that's where I'm with you. I just think the league gets it wrong so often, and the Caps tend to be the whipping boy, like you just said. I'm fully anticipating us going. What the fuck? It's almost like Tommy to start last year. Tommy Wilson. Yeah. You know, we were like, oh, he's going to get four or five games, and they were like, and it's not going to hey, be worth appealing sit for twenty percent uh, of the season. It's, it's not like, going to be worth appealing it because you no. won't ever hear until the no. five games run. Exactly. So, I think it's going to be in that three to five game range. I really do. I mean, that that would be utter horseshit. So NHL, I don't put it past them. Um, but I still got to say, my favorite part of that whole thing was watching Hathaway celebrate as the goal scored. He, he sees what's going on behind the net. 
Uh, obviously, the visuals aren't going to help on the podcast, but yeah. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good demo, though, so Jeremy. You look limber. He's sitting there. I'm pretty sure as he's trying to tackle two guys, he's also saying "fucking rights, boys" for the goal. And he's just like, "Yeah!" And then he starts grabbing out <laughs> as he's celebrating. And it, was just, it was just on. It was hilarious. So that whole play was such a great hockey play, yeah. and it was uh, our boy Peerless. Uh, I follow him on Twitter, and he said, "Hey, for any of you that are new to the sport and you saw this, he goes." Don't worry or be alarmed. He goes, this was pretty much a nightly occurrence back in the mid-80s. <laughs> I thought that was perfect. Um, no, but seriously, again, it really sucks that Hathaway is going to get this this uh, uh, you know check mark next to his name uh, because he is a good dude, and he did stand up in the, in, you know, in the locker room. He did not have to take questions, especially at his stall, and he did, and he, he offered up the, you know, the info, and he's like, look, I fucked up. Yeah. Heat of the moment, sucker punched. Don't know what went through my mind, but I did not react the Absolutely. right way. Uh, I mean, that's what he's got to say. Of course. And and he and the Cavs should be stressing the fact that this was probably unlike any other spitting incident where, you know, like the douchebag Marshan will go up and lick people just to incite people. Like mm-hmm. there, there, there's no, there's no self-defense or there's no defense mechanism. He's just an asshole. Mm-hmm. It's unprovoked. Sure. Right. I think that's worse than being in a brawl, having your hands back, and the only thing you can do is spit your mouth guard at the guy, right? So or it, try to take a swing over an official, which is really gonna yeah. So what am I gonna do? I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw an official off. I, I almost think in that heat of the moment where he was so pissed off because his rage went from like zero to sixty in you know in in point one seconds. You know, it's almost like as he lunged forward with his mouth and his mouth guard came out. It was almost like he was thinking in his head, do I just go and headbutt this guy right now? Like, I mean, what do I do? Like, and, you know, I was roadhouse listen, style. I was, I was listening to, uh, to uh, uh, who's the guy on 106.7, the loud mouth. Um, oh, they got a lot of them. Danny Ruye. No, no. Grant in Paulson. the afternoon, the big guy. Oh, Chad Dukes. Russell, Chad Dukes, Dukes yeah. yeah. He had he had his, whoever his sidekick is. And I I normally get, agree with whatever Dukes says. I know he I does, like Dukes. He does a lot of spiel and some. Oh bits, yeah, yeah. But, no, he's got good um, shtick, but he's a good dude. Yeah, but uh, but so he had a sidekick on, and they were talking about it. And obviously, universally, you can't defend him, right? No, 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 no. You, you, you have to say spitting's bad, blah blah blah. But this guy was like, you know, I just think that Hathaway's lost a lot of people, and it's going to take a lot of time for the fans to come back around. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, douche? I'm I'm give him a game, but you know, I'll chat. I'll. I mean, I don't think he's necessarily a bad guy. Well, here's the deal. Um, shit. Do you think Koozie has lost any fans? Koozie yeah, <laughs> got caught doing cocaine for fuck's sake, and everybody's like, "Hey, welcome back, Koozie." Yeah, yeah, I mean, dude. you know, this no. guy didn't. He, whatever. Yeah, fandom, so, yeah. fandom brings out the best in the court of public opinion. He is perfectly fine, and in a lot of ways, I think he endeared himself to a lot of the hardcore Caps fans because, like Jeremy said, he took on two guys while celebrating a goal, dropped one of their tough guys. Then got sucker punched twice, twice, and basically looked like he was like, "All right, line him up, let's go." Yeah. Like, like, just send me your biggest, well, toughest guy. And, you and know? this is where you know I know this won't happen, but this is the perfect chance for the NHL to step up and stop some of this bullshit where you have a clean hit and then get jumped by two or three guys. I mean, that's what happened to Leipzig. Completely clean hit. Sure. It, at least let the guy he hit defend himself instead of two other guys jumping in. Sure. On him. That's absolutely ridiculous. First of all, and then. They need to do something. You know, they don't have all these mandatory things. You know, you come off the bench for a fight. It's ten games. All this other crap. If you hit a guy who's being restrained by an official, that should be the automatic game misconduct. See, there's your match penalty because that's intent to injure. And I'm not saying Hathaway absolutely should have been thrown out of that game. There absolutely should be some sort of supplementary discipline. There is no question whatsoever about that. But he's not doing any of that. If 
The guy didn't sucker punch him. Exactly. So that's no, it. all of these scenarios are high-level sports, heat of the moment, emotions are high, and you get this physical adrenaline <laughs> rush. There is always dominoes that fall that are you know, factors in, in the ultimate outcome. And again, I just wish the ultimate outcome doesn't look as bad as it was because it didn't look great. Now, with that, with that said, if the roles were reversed and, and this was uh, our guy getting spit on, I'm sure my take would be different. Because Maybe, I, but I don't think one of our guys would sucker punch. See, but, Hathaway and, and Wilson don't sucker punch anybody. They don't have to. They're but, like, let's fucking go. But I admit I'm a Homer fan. Sure. So if anybody's got a problem with my hypocrisy, go fuck yourself. <laughs> well said. Well said. So getting back to the game real quick, that Leipzig hit on oh, Grant beautiful. was just fucking beautiful. That was an, he played <clears throat> outstanding. So Dave, Dave made the game. point on the pod you know, a few weeks back um, that uh, you know, he hopes, because he agreed that Leipzig is just lights-out skater. And he goes, I hope he has some more tricks in his bag, and that's not the only thing he does. He is showing more and more. He contributes in a lot of ways. He, he is not an offensive juggernaut of a finisher, but the guy's going to get some scrappy goals. He's going to get some good assists, and I love his physical play. And, and when you skate the way he does, you don't have to be that big to the hit somebody hard. The bottom two lines are producing vastly in greater numbers than they did last year, and that's no why the wins are better. Yep. I mean, they're just a more complete team. So you mean McClellan wasn't satisfied and improved an already good team? What a concept. Damn what fine a, culture. <laughs> damn fine culture. Damn good call. Now, so, so aside from the, the, the circus that occurred there at the end of the second period, really was a complete ass-whooping by the Caps, but it should have been, right? Here you have Anaheim, a team that is young, in flux. They have a few leftover veterans that are still relevant. I mean, Getzlaff for my money, is still just a beast. Yeah, he's kind of a guy's like 55 year. years old. I love that guy. Um, by the way, did you see when the captains were over there and they were getting the uh, the feedback from the refs? Usually, you know, when your guy gets spit at or something obvious like that happens, the captain from the other team is all adamant. He and Ovi were just standing there shooting the shit. I don't right. think Getzlaff actually cared. He was just kind of like, eh. They'd both rather talk about getting drunk. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, no, they're both good. Well. Obviously, we think Ovi's a good dude, but I think the same about Getzlaff. Oh, I think Getzlaff's awesome. Love that guy. Um, now, so I'm, I, I'm very, very pleased with their performance again. And, and I mean, they're just get, they're getting points. Um, the, the Islanders are absolutely on fire Amazing. red hot. They have play, first of all, they have played five yep. less games. How is that possible? Yeah. Well, again, it's the NHL. The NHL. Hey, it is, it's completely fine, and I'm happy if the Islanders overtake the Caps and the Caps start playing, you know, going back in second and try to follow a little bit, sure. get some rest. I don't want to have them. I don't want them to have the best freaking record in the NHL. That's dooms. That's now, doomsday for them, man. Yeah. No, I want them to do well. I want them to be well positioned in the playoffs. But I'm with you. I almost would like to avoid the President's Trophy if at all possible. Um, and, you know. And again, oh, yeah. we're no issue in that. <clears throat> no, no, no interest in being a president. No, 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 no. Um, it, it's really the curse. You right. know. You know, having that target on your back. What we have learned is you get a favorable matchup. Yes. That's what you want. It's all about matchups in the playoffs. Matchups and health and goaltending. I mean, we've ball we, bearings. You know, all ball bearings. It's all these ball days. bearings nowadays. <laughs> um, now, so fun watching the Caps. I love weeks like this when they go a Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule. Yes, yes, you yes. know, uh, lots of games going on. Fun to watch. And they're just a good product on the ice. What's their record? 16 and 3 and 3 or something like that? Is it like 15? 16, 2 and 4? I guess 16, I, I, guess I could look it up. Yes, yeah, so it's. it's Absurd. Three and four. It really is absurd. Um, and and 
they are one of the more well-rounded teams. Now, this is a quick question here for for Jeremy, who's our resident, uh, you know, capologist over here. Um, Sounds like a disease. So they were in the reason they had to send Samsonov down and bring Vanacek up was cap related. Yep. So let me ask you this: sixteen, three, and four. Sixteen, three, and four. God, that's fucking red hot. Um, so they have. It's hot. They've got Dowd and Haglin that are hurt, but not hurt enough to be on LTIR, which hurts them, pardon the pun, because you've got basically two dead cap hits sitting there, so you have to fill in, so they have to get creative. What happens if Hathaway gets suspended? Does his salary during the suspended game or games come off of the salary cap, even though he does? I don't think so, right? I don't think uh, uh, whatever DOPS... um Suspension comes off the books. I think Koozies did. Yes, I, I, do, I do not think Hathaway's will. So what that was ha- my understanding as well. So what they're going to have to do is probably LTI or one of those two guys. And I, mean, I think we're only talking about about ten days before. I mean, the, the ten games will not come into play for Haglin. It's going to be the twenty-four days. So they can do that. He's already at you know again. He's already at twenty days or whatever, fourteen days, and he's still non-contact. So, right. I, I mean, I don't think that would hurt them. And it, you know, it sounds like I don't know exactly what happened to Dow. Did he get his hand skated over or something? I have no idea. I know he cut his hand, like the palm of his hand, and they're saying it's not great, hmm. which well, kind of sucks because it sounds like some kind of you know you know surgery is needed, or maybe he already had it. I don't well, know. Blows. Um, but I mean, you know, just think about it. You can't put you can't put a glove on that thing no. for Fuck until no. the wounds healed. I mean, yeah. you just can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I man up, pussy. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. more bacteria in, in a hockey uh, glove. I mean, you know, you might as well just you know take an IV bag out with you and play. Let's start, um, Georgie. Yeah. So, so so hey, well, he's who cheap got the, enough. Hey, who got the first goal last night, Jerry? Richard Panic. Oh yeah, yeah I saw that. Shot. I didn't even see it. I was like, "Who the fuck Dude, is that guy?" That fucking me? shot was ridiculous. Yeah. Good lord! <laughs> I saw him skating last night. I looked at Holly and I was like, "Who's 14? Who's <laughs> <laughs> Is that a new guy?" So he looked. The last couple games, he's looked much better to me. He has. He has looked. I, more I think when he was playing to start the season, I think he was nursing an injury. So when he went out hurt, I think that was just the fact that the injury got exasper- exacerbated to the point that he couldn't hide it anymore. You know, the Caps are. Pre- I have heard that the Caps players are relentless on each other about like girlfriends and stuff. I've heard oh, yeah. I have inside information. And, <laughs> I have inside information. Uh, and <laughs> Brett Conley did not handle that very well when he was here early on. So maybe that happened with Leipzig. Maybe he's very sensitive. and yeah, You know, be. Ovi's just a bull in the china shop. I'm oh, sure. yeah. He, yeah. He ribs everybody. I'm sure. He's probably <clears throat> drinking vodka, smoking cigarettes in the in the locker room. And I love it. Just ragging on people's girlfriends. Like it's like 1982 again. Um, <laughs> he has like his Adidas sweat sweatsuit <laughs> on with a cigarette. You know who Versace else? Or Stereotypical or Russian. So you know who else last night that I was super impressed with? And, it, and again, I'm a homer and I've liked this guy a long time, but I had to do a double take to figure out who it was on the ice. Travis Boyd played another yep. fucking awesome, awesome game. His hands last night, he, there was a couple passes from below the goal line where he, I mean, he looked like a video well, game he player. Had, he assist on panic. He right? did. And I, I thought on two or three of the different plays, I thought it was either Backstrom or Kuzi back there, and it was freaking Travis Boyd. That was impressive shit right there. All right, so the next four at the Rangers on the 20th, and then we have three home games against Vancouver, Florida, and Tampa Bay uh, every other day. Man, that cool. Tampa game is going to be awesome. Yeah. 
Those those games last year were legit. Oh, they were so the great, end, weren't they? Because everybody oh, the was prepping games, for the playoffs. Yeah. Absolutely. So what do you think we do in the next four, Jerry? Uh, 5-0. 5-0. 3-1. and one. Probably, a, I'm going to say... Uh, I'm going to say two re- two wins outright, one win in overtime, and lose uh, a regulation. So, three and one. I'll take that. Um, now it's going to be, you know, we we talked about it earlier. There there are no easy stretches, and this is just another. Well, they should be able to beat Van- they they should be able to beat the Rangers, right? And Van- the Rangers aren't great. Is Vancouver? I, I They're get, solid. I get them mixed. Well, everybody's solid, but I get them mixed up with. Um, Man, that's Ottawa. That's terrible, right? Yeah, Ottawa's was, bad. Was no, Vancouver's top. actually sitting in in a playoff spot. I know it's early in the season, yeah, no. but they're they're sitting top eight and in the Florida West. Florida always plays the cap stuff. So now I'm going to revise. I'm going two and two. I, think I, that, I could see them going two one and one. Yeah. You know where where they sneak out a point in OT. Um, uh, but I think two wins is reasonable. Again, yeah, they almost say two wins in the next four. I'm just I'm really impressed with the way that they're finding ways to win. And Reardon has said now, he goes, we're really getting – and there's such hockey cliches when hockey coaches talk. I love it. But he goes, we have a group that's really buying in to how we like to play. Mm-hmm. And he goes, so even if we have some flux in the lineup and guys are going in and out or up and down for cap reasons, he goes, we're confident that the guys we're plugging in are playing the same system and style that we all want to play. And, and that, that, that is really a key. I think he learned a lot of that from Trotz. He did, but it's almost like he's going for, hey – I liked the the structure that Trotz brought, but I, I want more I want more pressure. And it's you know I, I can't How fucking say, good as Trotz though, man. Oh he is. Jesus yeah. Christ. Beast. And I can't say it's it's Boudreaux-esque completely with you know it's not that aggressive, but the you know, dangerous chances against Holpe's either one one or two in the league and high danger opportunities against. Mm-hmm. And that's just a result of the aggressive play. Yep. And so it just it kind of you know falls on deaf ears. With early in the season, you know a lot of the pundits has, oh, taking their foot off the gas. Like no, they're they're not. They're getting beat because they didn't take their foot off the gas. So so I promise we will get to something other than hockey here in 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 just a well, little bit. There's but, other stuff other than hockey. <laughs> there is other stuff other than hockey. Yeah. Last but, thing I want to say real quick. Yeah, about, go for it, dude. Um, the the spitting incident is I can't wait to hear uh, our boys at uh, Spitting Chicklets comment on it because <laughs> I just you know with Wit and Biz they they're gonna have. Very solid takes, I think. I mean, oh, I, I think like so, them, too. But they're going to be very solid. Well, I think Biz is going to be pissed that Goodbranson sucker punched him. I think he's going to be pissed at both guys. Like, what the fuck are you guys trying to do to our sport? You know, you know tighten up. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be like, dude, if I got sucker punched back in the day, like, I wouldn't have spit on him. I wouldn't have spit on him. What I, no, what I would have done is said, hey, seriously, I know that everything stays on the ice. If you really fucking meant that sucker punch, you meet me outside the locker room and let's just fucking go. Yep. Because that's bullshit, <laughs> you know? Um, so here are a couple of stats here from early in the season. And we talked about how exciting the NHL is. We've talked about how leads are not safe. Uh, there are points to be had, everything. Here's a couple of the bullet points here from uh, Pierre Lebrun, who's a very reputable uh, uh, hockey yeah, yeah. insider. One of the best in the biz, no question. So at the quarter mark here in the 2019-2020 NHL season, 11 different players are on pace for 100-plus points. That's like eighties esque. I mean, eleven players. Was it last year three, three, yeah. So eleven players on pace. Now, again, this is just projected. It's on pace, but bottom line is you got a lot of young stars scoring goals, having assists. You know, there was a lot of goals being scored. Drysaddle and, and McDavid are just off the chart. That's sick. I mean, I sick. talk about eighties Edmonton. Well, you got now you got your. So here it is. The scoring. Edmonton. 
overall league scoring is at the second highest level in the last 23 years. Nice. So, I mean, this is an exciting product that they have out there right now. And comebacks are trending at a record pace never before seen. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about that. So we bottom line is that. tune mean, in every night because it's exciting. It's fun. It's fast. <laughs> it's physical. Um, and, hey, the league won't screw up any punishments on anybody. No, it's great. Never. You know, it's All amazing. Right. <laughs> Speaking of which, real quick, did you see the Reeves hit the other night? I did not. Okay. I like Reeves. I think oh, yeah. he's. A, I, I think he's an awesome dude. <clears throat> but I he takes he, he takes yeah, liberties. I don't want to fight him. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm oh, going to stay on his. I'll stay on his. I'm going to say my name is Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that one jackass on wings, beers, and tears? Yeah, that's Jeremy. It's Jeremy. <laughs> get get that's that Jeremy. guy. <laughs> it's like a Dumb and Dumber when he points at him. <laughs> he's like, "Oh, get that guy." Um, no, but Reeves hit the other C-bass. night. <laughs> I thought so. You hear the pundits talk. He absolutely takes a shot at. Cannot even remember. I think they were playing Calgary, and and he fucking hits him, and he hits him high, and he hits him. His arm comes up at the end. Guy's head goes flying back, and the announcers are like, great open ice hit by Ryan Reeves. I was watching it. I watched it back, and I watched it back. Puck is long gone. The guy's guy's head is quote-unquote down because he's in a hunched-over position how he was exiting the zone. He was looking at Reeves when he got hit. Reeves came in with reckless abandon and basically made no attempt to play the puck, which, by the way, it was long gone because it drifted right by him as he was skating he towards said player yeah. and just fucking lit him up. Now, did he hit him really hard? Was it an impressive hit? Yeah, but to Jerry's point earlier, if that's Tom Wilson, oh, we're talking eight to ten games. And instead, they're like, oh, Revo with the big hit. I'm like, eight to ten games and a quote from Sidney Crosby. <laughs> <laughs> so the double standard in the NHL is, is, is real. The Department of Player Safety has zero continuity with their um, with their punishments, and as a result, my prediction here last last note on the Hathaway thing: I actually think he gets four games. I say one. What What did Revo get for this thing? We don't know yet. Nothing. Uh oh, George coming in with facts. That's what yeah, we don't want. We don't like facts. Live yep. replay. Yep, action. this is the hit. Yep, he got nothing. Yeah. Isn't that fucking ridiculous? He gets him, and he goes out of his way to get him, and it's bullshit. Um, but Revo, if you ever listen, I'm please gonna be your friend. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy well, thinks you're an asshole. <laughs> I, I heard you make good beer. I want some of the beer. Uh, it's too good. We'll probably good. we'll probably trade for him at the at at the waiver or the trade deadline. Yeah. We'll trade for Reeves. Talk about Bash Brothers, him and Wilson. Jesus, yeah, Christ. but they hate each other. They do hate they, each they, other. They just don't like each other at all. Uh, so hey, cheers to the caps of wings, beers, and tears. Cheers to the caps. Let's keep keep it rolling, boys. Um, and as we go into the holiday season, again, lots of good hockey upcoming. And you know, I do hope we continue to play well and stay near the top. But uh, if if somebody can pass us and take the president's trophy, be my guest. Go for it. Go for you it, know, man. Have at it, guys. I'm ready for the year that we break that curse. What we're talking about now, All right, so we are rolling right into some more positivity from our local teams. And Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. And he has gone from, man, this guy has potential, to, man, he could be exciting, to, man, he is exciting, to MVP chance now at the games. And they're not, uh, that's not a far-fetched. Actually, Vegas has him with the best odds right now. Front runner for the MVP. See, it, Ravens it, get MVP chance. Lamar gets MVP chance. Skins get sell the team. Sell chance. the team chance. <laughs> and it continue Christ. to diverge and go to opposite ends of the spectrum. Like everything else, when somebody other than the 
you know, usual suspects, i.e. the Saints or the um, Patriots, they, they start to have a winning streak. Everybody overreacts. Mm-hmm. And the Ravens are on a hot streak, and everybody's overreacting. Yes, so, yes. Um, they probably need a game in the next two or three where they get sent back down to reality mm-hmm. because fear is a great motivator. Sure. So, uh, you know, their defense still has troubles. Uh, they, I, I can, you know, at some point they're going to run into a defense that um, will take away the tight ends, and they're going, their wide receivers are going to have to make plays, which they don't, they're not making a lot of. I mean, Lamar's special. He is. Um, he's he's super special, man. And they're good enough to win. And their defense, you know, they've come into their own a little bit. So, you know, uh, earlier in the season, I I thought they had some weaknesses, especially in the secondary. But since the Marcus Peters trade, they've yep. they've sort of. Sh- shored that up a little um they're a really good team i predicted i think 11 wins i think you did yeah 11 wins they'll probably get 12 mm-hmm. but they're not this project prediction jackass <laughs> yeah they're not they're not going to uh i don't think they're the best team in the league um I think they they. Still Do you think have the Patriots there. still hold that? I don't you know, think they're their best team. I, think I don't, I don't think there is. A good, no, that's very, a good point, Jeremy. Good. There's yeah. there's a lot of teams that can scare you, but they all have flaws, right? I mean, the Patriots yeah, are just so used to their being there. So when they, when you see them, but man, something. And he's my quarterback in fantasy, so I notice it more than most. But something's going on with Tom Brady. I mean, he looked terrible against Philly. He's old. I mean, yeah, on. I mean, he was just Look throwing the ball into the ground Look at instead Rivers of getting, last night. Yeah, Jesus I mean, they, I think Father Time wins every every time. Yeah, it's and possible. I um, think, but but so if the Patriots win, it's going to be because of that defense. It's that defense, not going to be because of the offense. I mean, they they've gone back right. So <clears throat> they started out as that defensive juggernaut, ball control, defense, defense, defense. That was always Belichick's calling card, and then they morphed into this offensive, you know, machine for for more than a decade. And now they're reverting back to, you know, I don't, I'm not making this comparison here and saying this is apples to apples. But when Manning won his last Super Bowl with Denver, Manning was terrible. Mm-hmm. That Denver D was nasty and they had playmakers. Now, Brady is playing at a way higher level than Manning did that year. But the formula, I think, is still there. And, Brady, does he have one more Super Bowl left in him when it's not that pretty? Because let's let's be honest, last year's Super Bowl was not pretty at all. Um, but they got it done. Yep. So team wise, they're still such a, they're they're a machine as a team. Well, they're they're still a team to beat. I mean, that's what it's what you are because they've been there. The they, 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 they do not get flustered. Um, I just think that in in past years they haven't had that tough of a road to make it to the Super Bowl. You know, always being at home, all this, that, and the other. They have to basically win one game, and I, they're going to have to win a couple games this year. They will. You know? and, they will. And hopefully the Ravens are in that mix. Yeah. Um, and I know Kansas City doesn't look great right now, but they still scare the shit out of me come playoff time. I just think Mahomes is that the, guy. The, Mahomes the, and the Jackson weapons. are those guys yeah. that if you're in a playoff game, road or home, and you just need points, they can produce. Yep. You know, And, they're, and they are single-handedly in the, prime, in the prime of their careers right now. They are game changers. Brady is no longer a single-handed game-changer. He needs other people to help him move everything along. Yeah, I mean, the, the lack of mobility only you know gets magnified this day and age and with his age. And I just think that he – Gronk was always his, you know, safety net. It's just not there. And, you know, he really – he can't get it downfield more than a few times a game. And, I mean, he doesn't have to, to for them to win 12 probably, but he might have to for them to win a Super Bowl. Yep. 
Yep. And I check agree. out these stats, guys. The Ravens have 243 first downs. The opponent has 191. Okay. The Ravens have 2,038 yards rushing. The opponents have 943. Jesus. That's, that's When you're more than 2-1 to one rushing and, and you've got over 2,000 well, team rushing yards, that's impressive. That'll happen when your quarterback is one of the top rushers in the league. Yep. <laughs> yeah, time of possession, 34-35 for the Ravens, 25-51. That is beautiful. For the, for the opponents. I mean, that's how Harbaugh, like, he, he goes to bed at night, like, dreaming of those yeah. uh, Lamar, stats. Lamar is uh, completing 66.3% of his passes for 2,258 2, 2, yards. 19 touchdowns, five interceptions, and he's on track to rush for over 1,000 yards. Uh, th- that, that, to me, is staggering because in order for a quarterback to rush over 1,000 yards, mm-hmm. what has to happen? They have to play every game. Yeah. You know, his longevity, knock on wood, so far this year, really impressive. And it's not, and it's not like he's going to be like, you know, just eking over 1,000. I think it's more like 12 to 13. Yeah, he's got like yeah. 750 or something like that right now. Yeah, no, his pace right now is is, like is quite scary. Um, well, and, and we talked about this when we did our, our previews for the season. They were they were the wild card with regard to how that this offense was going to evolve. And it's pretty much been everything that they advertised. They, he's been everything that I have predicted him to be. <laughs> Jerry the soothsayer. <laughs> I thought I thought Holly made those predictions. They should probably <laughs> hey Jeremy, they should probably take him out now and hold him out for the rest of <laughs> so the last four. You definitely want to save him for game seven. There's so no great. question you want to save him for game seven. Uh, Play RG three right now. Yeah. It's all part of their master plan. The Heisman backfield. <laughs> uh too good. So as usual, the Ravens bring us joy and the skins just bring us misery. Um do we have to talk about them? Uh you know, so here's the deal, right? They got blown out by the fucking Jets. Amazing. They got it destroyed. was 31 to nothing. I know. To it the was Jets. They have three just, wins. Just terrible. Somebody asked me, and they said, you know, Todd, you're a sports guy. Listen to your podcast, yada, yada, yada. I, I'm, I'm an old school Skins fan. Haven't really watched much. And they said, I, I tuned in, and they said, Haskins doesn't look like a first-round pick to me. You know? Usually a first-round quarterback has some sort of pedigree, some sort of look. I said, okay, that's a fair point. Small sample size, you tuned in or whatever. I said, how, how do you even know what he is? Because the offensive line yeah. is atrocious. The, the play, and they don't care. They, no one gives a shit. We'll get to that in just a second. But their playbook right now, the Callahan playbook, is self-preservation. And you said it last week, Jerry. Basically, hold on to the ball and get as many meaningless first downs as possible. Not to actually push the ball down the field and score, but so that the other team doesn't have the ball and they can't yeah. score. I mean, it is so handcuffed right now. Some of the best things he did in college were get outside the pocket, extend the play, throw the ball down the field into tight spaces, all these risk things that they are so risk-averse now. I, I, I can't really evaluate them. I, I don't know yeah. what to say. I, w- I would only disagree a little bit with the assertion he doesn't look like a first-round pick in that he looks like a first-round pick. He'll play a one-year college ball. I mean, the, the greatest play he made was the one that got called back on a hold uh, yep. downfield to, you know, to McLaurin. Yep. And that's, you know, that's a play that maybe five guys in the league can make. And so, I mean, you know, arm talent-wise, he's absolutely a first-round pick. His head's just not there yet, and that's only going to take time. Will he get there? I don't know. But, I mean, there, it's it's – I'm not going to say promising. That's probably a little bit overly optimistic, but the tools are there. 
He he looks to me like he belongs in the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. The arm is really He's fine. He's uh, bingo. He's fine. He's, he's not perfect. great. He, no. He's about where you would expect him to be. I completely agree. When they drafted him, they knew it was going to take a long time for him to develop. That's why some people didn't want to draft him. Exactly. Right. It's like right. Jay and Jay doesn't hate him. Jay Jay didn't didn't want him in the first round. Jay was playing for his job. Yeah. He's like, no, I don't want a he's guy who's not going to yep. play. Jay yep. needed guys who could help him this year. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's right. Exactly. That's right. So <clears throat> I I actually uh, am semi encouraged by the way he's playing because I think he looks. Uh, he's not good. He's not bad. He's exactly. Just, he's just. You know what he looks? He looks uh, competent. Yeah, he, he looks, looks like, like he understands yeah. what's going on. So now that we get to the offensive line, Jerry. So you, you, Eric you, Flowers is their best lineman. That's all I'm going to say the, he's, right now because uh, Brandon Sheriff has been a complete bust. Okay, I would first not of all, pay that dude any money. Does he look like he's mentally checked out or what? He is. He doesn't look like he done. gives two shits about what's Morgan going on. Morgan Moses <laughs> sucks. I mean, he's terrible. Is he going to lead the league in holding calls? Absolutely. <laughs> and when he doesn't hold, he sucks. Right? <laughs> when he doesn't hold, it's just not called. <laughs> right. He's just, I mean, and, and they just don't care. They don't, don't want to be here. They don't want to play. And, when you don't have a line that's motivated to block, there's really not much you can do. I, seriously, I mean, you're you know, I mean, you're dead in the water. So, um, and we saw that, like you said, the fucking New York Jets are inept, right. and they were up thirty-one. To I mean, nothing. the Jet, the Jets have a decent defensive line. They yeah. have a decent yeah. defensive line, but their secondary is terrible. The bright spot for the for the Skins is McLaurin. Mm-hmm. Awesome, great. Kelvin Harmon played pretty well. He did play well. Right? He's showing flashes. I thought Geis looked promising. Okay. okay. No, he's, he's. This gets back to, you know, what's going on with the with the coaching? Geis, did Geis get a, a, a snap in the first quarter? What the hell are they doing? They were running AP. And, and fucking Smallwood. What the hell is he doing? Smallwood, out there exactly. Now Geis. Smallwood is a West Virginia Jesus guy, Christ. but why is he getting any carries out? I, it's shocking to me that he's still in the league, let alone playing over I mean, a guy like Geis. These coaches are I mean, Greg Minuski, God bless him. I assume he pays his taxes, but other than, <laughs> other than that, he probably does nothing <laughs> worth talking about. Not as a DC. He is horrid. The the defensive backs are horrid. They need other than the safety that they got from the Giants, yeah, he's a good player. Everybody needs to go in the safety. Uh, the linebackers okay, okay but yeah, that, yeah, yeah. So they but they need two corners. Mm-hmm. I throw Jimmy Moreland in there, let him see what he's not going to be doing worse than Josh Norman. Josh Norman cannot run. Josh Norman, talk about somebody that checked out long ago. <laughs> he cashed his checks and then proceeded to just check out. He does not care. It is a team of listless characters that do not appear to give a shit about their professionalism and their effort on the field because their lack of effort on defense against the Jets was palpable. I mean, you could just see it. They, 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 they weren't doing anything other than just running, running through the motions, running through their schemes, but no one was actually working to make a play. And the problem for the Skins is, and, and Haskins, um, I don't care if they lose the rest of the games, but the problems for Haskins is you, you can't replace these linemen with anybody. There's no one, there's no one to put in. It's, it's I mean, you, quite you, you disheartening. Got, yeah, you got to go with these guys, even though they don't want to play. Right. I mean, I, I sent you guys a link. He's, All right. Yeah. So there, so he's you, begging these guys, what can I do to help you? And right. they're looking at him like, dude, why are you even talking to me? I know. Like, there's no emotion, no one, no feedback. And he's begging them, what can I do to help? What, right. Tell me what you want me to do, and I'll do it. And they're just, 
you know, they have just completely fucking checked out. So there's no coaching, right? Callahan, whatever he's doing ain't resonating yeah, with these guys. But he's a great O-line coach, so what's the... <laughs> the, the he might be the most boring interview ever. But the Minuski pro- is boring. The problem I mean, is, uh, the, the, the best hope for the Redskins is that they go 1-15, and it is so putrid that even Dan Snyder in his money-making rich ass will say, okay, even now I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed now. So now I have to clean house, Mm -hmm. and that's a good first step, right? right? The problem is is that nobody worth his fucking salt will come in here and run this team. And you bring up, you know, that's the million-dollar question right there. Nobody. Even if somebody, let's say he hired consultants like a la Office Space, and they came in and they were like, yeah, this guy's gone. You know, this guy's out of here. If they did all that, who who in their right mind that has pedigree would come here to this dumpster fire? Who is the most respected personnel guy in the league? The one who I have, no, I don't know. I'm Scott asking McCoy. rhetorically. I have no idea who that is, but whoever Isn't it that like is, Bill Polian or somebody whoever, like that, whoever that is, yeah, I, I don't know. You need to throw the checkbook out and make that person the highest paid executive in sports history, and tell that person save my franchise. Exactly. Hmm. Right. Right. And, and if that's the case, that's the only way you're going to get anybody with credibility. Because that guy can go to a coach and say, "You're my guy. You deal with me. You don't well, deal with him." He stays out of it. We were saying when, we, when, we were, when the Tomlin talk was coming up, it's like, Bruce, Dan, you don't get my number, or you do get my number, but only you know, I'll call you. Don't call me. Right. Simple yeah. Right. That. Right. And don't talk to my players. Yeah. Don't. And, do and, not and, befriend my players. And, and I you want know that, that none country. of those stipulations would ever happen. No, I know, and, because, and that's because, the problem because they try it and it doesn't work. Right. Even with Marty Schottenheimer. He was that sort of like, this is my way of the highway, stay out of it. And he lost his first eight games, won his last eight games, and they were building something. They were. And they fell apart because they didn't like it. Because they weren't involved. He wasn't listening to them. Yep. And it was bad marketing because he's probably going to draft a bunch of players that didn't have names and all this. You know, it's just, it's, it's the most pathetic franchise in sports. The worst. Yep. The worst. And they don't see it. The only way you can do it is if the fans unite against going to the game. Right. So Instead they only, of being in the stadium yeah. and yelling, sell the team. Just Right. They only had 20,000 people. And that's, that's, that's pathetic and embarrassing enough. But don't have 20,000 people. Right. Have no people. Have a silent And game. have a boycott against them. It'll be like, like a soccer match in Turkey. Have a 20,000-person <laughs> demonstration, sell the team demonstration. Ugh. Right? You should. That's how you, you, ha, you have to hit these idiots over the head to realize how big of a joke they are. And maybe they just don't give a fuck, man. Maybe, maybe, they, don't maybe they don't. Maybe they don't. He couldn't care less. He's going to go to the game. He's going to act like the, he's still a great owner, and this is still a proud... Uh, team, but the team is the worst organization in all of sports. I would love it if no one showed up. And but you know, failing that, I don't know how all this works because the last time I went to a game was because of your generosity. So I don't know how much stuff costs. I don't know what parking costs. What I would love is you know what, show up and tailgate. Just don't go into the game, and then get somebody in you know media. We you know and, and say, 
wow, there's nobody in the stands. What? Oh, they're all outside. Yeah. I wonder why. So here at FedEx today, we have 40,000 people all in the parking lot, <laughs> you know, I mean, enjoying, fans, the, yeah. you know enjoying the lovely uh, Landover landscape. But if they're not embarrassed now, it, it, seriously. they can't be embarrassed. And, that, and that's where I'm at, is every time we, we take a step back as an organization and, and you hit another low, you know, how many times have you seen a beat reporter say, is this rock bottom? Is this rock bottom? Is there anything lower? What, what What is the viewpoint from Snyder at Al and all of his compatriots? The only way you can fix it is to hit rock bottom and clear everyone out of the, ha- out of the building, including Doug Williams. Clear everyone out, and you say, I have one guy who's running the show, and it's this guy who I am just paying $25 million a year to, and I'm telling him to fix my franchise, and I'll see you later. Right. Yeah, and, and that's it. And we know that's, that's not going to happen. That's a nice pipe dream. Yeah, that's but. not going to happen, but that's the only way to fix it. It's so pathetic. But do what everybody, most of the owners do, except for Jerry Jones. But do what, do what Bashadi does. You never see that dude talking. Nope. No, he just goes to Maryland games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, it, but he has a GM who makes good decisions Yep, he, and works with his head coach, and they work as a good unit. And they have a coaching staff that drafts players for purpose and – Tailors, <laughs> tailors the scheme around what they have, right? And they invite like players to come and try out and try and work. And there's a culture of competition, and it's uplifting, and and it's positive, and it's hard work, and it's professional. And it couldn't be more 180 degrees different with the with the fucking Redskins. So I am hoping that the Redskins lose the remaining <clears throat> games. I fully expect them to. Uh, there's another winnable game on the on the schedule. Well, yeah. The only winnable game is the Giants. Well, anything can happen. And you know, uh, part of me love to see Dwayne Haskins explode for like three touchdowns and no interceptions. And- see, but I'd love to lose that game. I'd love to see yeah. him go for like three twenty, three touches, no picks, and lose twenty eight twenty one. I'd be fine with that because Redskins defense that shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> they need call, to draft. <laughs> I don't really care what position. Impact game changing players. They, they need starters Chase. over Chase. and over Chase. and over again. Yeah, but some somebody not only could start. You can't draft a fucking lineman. You just can't do it with a top five pick. They're not impactful enough. Yes, you talking about O line? Yeah, 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 yeah. Last tackles are so important, and they need one. I get it, man. Right. I get it. I get it. I, I, I'm not. They need people who can make game changing plays, sacks, force fumbles. Yep. Catches, touchdowns. You know, and and that's they need like four Joey Bosa's, <laughs> right? Well, that, that Chase Young guy. Oh yeah, he can make a play. He can sack sack the quarterback. He yep. can, you know, he can do everything that Montez Sweat's not doing. I was gonna say, didn't we think Sweat was potentially that guy? Yeah, I mean, he, he but he's young, right? So right. you put him and uh, you know, you put Chase and and Montez on one side, okay. You know, right? And you have decent linebackers. Now you need to get a coach that knows what the fuck he's doing. See, and, and there's the rub, something. right? I mean, we we could we could completely overhaul this roster, and it could look talented, and we would still be awful. But you know what they'll do? <clears throat> they may move Bruce Allen, right, and and create the illusion that things are changing. Move him into a different title. Bring in somebody else, right? They're going to hire someone like who doesn't have another option, like Marvin Lewis, who likes Dan Snyder, and he likes him, and. Uh, I've definitely heard his name thrown around. Yeah, yep. and it's going to be just more of the same bullshit, right? You know, I mean, I, I have no disrespect. I have no disrespect for Marvin Lewis. He's I actually done a like lot, Lewis, but he's not going to inspire people. Nope. Um, he's just another coach looking to coach again. Wasn't, yep. Isn't Jay off of his coaching tree? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. 
Correct. So I mean, it's just that that that's going to do nothing to inspire. No, it's 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 pathetic. Uh, thank God we have uh, distractions, other sports, and the rest of the league is fun to watch. And and it's it, and it is nice having the Ravens right up the road, playing such good football, being so exciting to watch. <clears throat> it really gives us no reason to even tune in and root for the Redskins. What sucks for the Redskins is Tua's injury with the hip surgery. I know because. Now, now you have that's one less quarterback. Someone will. Yep. I mean, yep. the Redskins' best day is that they have the number two pick. Someone wants to trade yes. an absurd, RG3. yeah, yep. absurd amount to either come up and get yep. a quarterback yep. or somebody, but they stay in the top five yep. to where they can still get a game changing yep. player. Could that's not what, agree more. I'm that's for. that's their best where they can get a first this year on on fifth, a first next year, a second, a third. Of this year, so they yep. can, you know, they just nope. get could picks not agree and more. only move down a handful of spots. Well, I, you know, you still got Burrow and Fromm and Herbert out there. I, Tua, to me, and I, you know, I'm not trying to kick a man when he's down. He's not a, a, a pro to me. I love the kid, but I just don't see him. His skill set just doesn't look like it's going to translate as well. I think he would be a stud. So I think he'd be Russell Wilson part two. Well, see, and I thought that about Kyler Murray, and he's he's looking like he's a legit yeah. player. I mean, I, I think he's, Russell. I think I think uh, Tua reminds me a lot of Russell Wilson. Hmm. Okay, I, I could see that. I think Murray is more in the mold. Um, I, I'm I'm more uh, in alignment with Jeremy. I don't think Tua's skills translate to, I, to the I NFL. like him. I'm not saying I don't. I like him a lot. I just I was just, I mean, that's why I'm not you know a fan of the skins tanking to get him because I just. I just don't know if he's a guy. Well, I, I'm hoping that they realize that uh, Haskins. Oh, fuck you, Pittsburgh. Um, <laughs> that Haskins is is the quarterback of the future. So now they got to start building around him. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you, I mean, if you get, let's just let's just say, the Skins are drafting two, and they do get a trade down to five mm-hmm. from some team who wants to draft up to get somebody, and they do collect a bunch of picks and then at five they're sitting there with jerry judy the wide receiver from oh, alabama yeah. right now you got haskins judy mclaurin yep okay you got two, some playmakers now two playmakers yeah. right? right now you got some picks you got to pick up a tight end right get your left tackle in there somewhere get, get, yeah get, get a left round. tackle i mean obviously in free agent you can pick up linemen sure and i i love linemen but <laughs> You know, you're not going to get the Dallas Cowboy line of old. You need competence there with good skill people. Yep. And be able to make some plays. Yep. I no, think, I agree. I think the lack of a tight end really hurts Haskins because those 100%. guys 100%. those guys are the the bailout for rookies. Man. They really are. Like Especially if you, when you had Reed and Davis. I was gonna guys, say, yeah. It, now it, you, had, you don't Exactly. No, if Reed and Davis are in that lineup and they're healthy, I mean, talk about Talk about the safety nets now that you can build in for a young quarterback, and it's just not there. Yeah. Uh, what about Trey Quinn? What, what's he doing these days, Jerry? <laughs> He's sitting down, then moving, so he causes the picks. Yeah, yeah. That and that fucking interception that Haskins threw was completely on Trey Quinn. I thought it was too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's really on both, but I mean, it's like, come on, Trey, dude. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, it, we, when you go and you sit, you stay. Right? Yeah. You don't. You don't go. Okay. Right. 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 Oh. <laughs> he faked out his own quarterback. Yeah. Congratulations, he Trey. Pulled, he pulled a major. He was playing hide and seek. What a moron. Now, so you know, skins are depressing, but uh, um, uh, you know, it, the writing is right there on the wall. Everybody can see it, with the exception of <laughs> those that are you know holding the purse strings over there. And Snyder and Allen, if if 
nothing can get through to them, then we're fucked. You know, I there's mean, always a chance to get Kaepernick though. He's a <clears throat> yeah, which yeah. wouldn't surprise me. I I I I don't think anybody's touching that. No. I really don't. He doesn't want to play football. He wants to be a martyr. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, he wants to push an agenda, whatever that may be, yeah. and it changes all the time. Um, and you twenty-eight know. teams show up for his workout or something like that, and then he changes it to the last minute, and only eight say he's worth he's worth going to see because at that point the other teams realize this is just a, this is bullshit. Right. This is just a, a way to for him to get on this platform. That's right. It has nothing to do with football. That's right. He's going to go and do a little interview. He's going to put a T-shirt on with a message on it. He's going to. He's going to say. Yeah, he's going to say. Yep, he's going to say all the things that that he wants that are part of whatever again whatever agenda he's on that day. Uh, he seems to be one of those social social justice warriors that's just onto he, the next and greatest. thing. If he thing. really wanted to make a difference, then you know, play football, and then in the off season make a difference. Sure, use your platform stardom absolutely as a platform. Yeah, uh, it's eh, whatever. You know, to me, he's completely irrelevant because he hasn't played football in so long. Right. I don't really give the, a shit. The, yeah, the problem know? is, is he's not worth the the juice is not worth a squeeze. The, exactly right. And, we talked about it last yeah, week. You know, that's, and, and that's what it is. If if the distractions weren't that big a deal, and his and his talent was decent, somebody would take a flyer. If but Dak, clearly, if Dak Prescott did the same thing, not that he would, but if he did with some of that talent or Mahomes or mm-hmm. or anybody with that any superstar, yep, then you put up with it. Oh, without question, right? Yeah. But, but not for some average player. Hey, man, there's plenty of talented guys that don't have a job. And, right. you know, like you said, the, the distractions just aren't worth it. Just aren't worth it. So, Who the oh Turks well. play tonight? They play Fairfield, I believe. It's, yes, they do at 830. Yeah. What a weird fucking time. How pissed is Mitch, do you think? 830 on a Tuesday night? Because you know he's going to go. Well, it's it, – that's a <clears> – <throat> those are – I mean, I just – I did that, but it was on a Saturday. Um but the, for the nine o'clock game, I mean, that's a late fucking day, dude. Eight thirty. That's a late, on, late on a, start. On a, on a, especially on a weekday, dude. Week in before Thanksgiving, that close. You know? it, we, got, but yeah. you got it. You know, anybody who lives in the area that knows the traffic on four ninety five at or about rush hour, you got to spend an hour and a half to get down there. Yep. And then you get down there for a game that's probably should be over by halftime. Exactly. And then you, you're back in your car, like you're in your car longer than you are in the game. Yep. Yep, I love and the then old. You have to go to work. I love the old when when you know these are the days of yore. This is before the Big Ten. This is before all the television contracts were as lucrative, obviously, as they are now. But almost every non-conference game that Maryland played <clears throat> was on a weekend at like three o'clock or a weeknight at seven. Yeah, and like you said, if it was a blowout at halftime, you went. You got there at six fifty-five. You watched a great first half. You shot the shit with your friends, your coworkers, or whatever. You were on the road by eight fifteen. You were back in your house by eight forty-five or nine. It's all about TV though now. It it's is. To it on the Saturday yeah. game you went to. It's on FS1 tonight. We're on B- BTN. That's why they're doing this. But you know, Jerry, never discount the the soothing you know flavors of your Canadian Mist and Pepsi or Mountain Dew or whatever. It'll <laughs> oh. bring you along, you know, and, and and make it a good night. Shout out to Mitch there. All right, so according to Testudo Times, the three things to watch in tonight's game are what... Cheerleaders? First of all, yeah. What can be expected (laughs) from the Mitchell Twins, right? That's that's one thing to watch. No, that is interesting because they they seem to be a little bit more raw than I think some people thought they were. The second thing is uh, to watch the new defensive strategy implemented by Turgeon, which is a 1-2-2 press defense. Mm Mm-hmm. It's uh, Press Virginia. Press Virginia. <laughs> ah, it's a good one. And then 
How many milestones will Anthony Cowan surpass? He has he needs two more points to pass James Gist. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. A, a Maryland legend. That's a name I haven't heard in a while. Well, unless you're a Maryland fan, you have no idea right. who James well, Gist is. Well, do you know where he went to uh, high school, Jerry? James Gist? Uh, I, I have no idea. I, me- I, me- I remember the name, but I don't remember anything about him. That's 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 really sad considering you had a job there, but all right. You define job <laughs> as like a volunteer JV defensive line coach? Coaching two guys at a time. <laughs> yeah. uh, I did not know he went there. I knew Stefan Diggs went there. We're talking about good counsel. Of course we are. James Gist, local boy. Roger Mason Jr. went there too, I think. Yes, he did. Yes, Yes, he did. Um, And also, Cowan needs one more three-pointer to eclipse Walt. Wow. That's a good one. That's a really good one. That's a really good one. Well, I got to tell you, um, they look look really solid, uh, Maryland does. And, and, and I know that first half against Rhode Island wasn't great, and that was the, the only real team that they've played thus far. But uh, So we talked about it last week. Kentucky lost on their home floor to an inferior opponent. They had to come back and beat Utah Valley the other night. Did they? I didn't even watch it. Yeah. They, I think they won by three. I mean, and they're still in the top ten somehow. Well, they're uh, Kentucky, man. Well, they, they have a Kentucky. bunch of McDonald's All-Americans, and by the end of the year, they'll make the Sweet 16 and make a run. But, yeah, probably. Um Maryland is a 26-point favorite. Oh, I, I, I'm all in on Maryland there. I don't th- it, what they did to Oakland on Saturday, yeah. I mean, that defense that they're playing right now is stifling, and that's the thing. They've added a lot of athletic, hardworking guys. They have the high-end talent. I mean, Sticks, Jalen Smith is, is high-end talent, He's right? really good, yeah. Aaron Wiggins is high-end talent. That guy's a shooter. and My that, favorite that player on good. this team is... Is Morcel. Morcel. See, Morcel, Smith, Cowan, Ayala. Ayala. Dude, those guys are tough as nails. <clears throat> They're never going to play D the way Tony Bennett's Virginia teams play D. But if they can adopt that mentality where it's like, lock them down. We're going to have our nights where we go two for 18 from three. But if the other team has nothing, it's not even going to be close. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I tried to adopt a player every on every team I support. Uh, the Caps is TJ Oshie. That's my guy. Um but and so Morcel, if I had to get a jersey for this year's team, it'd be a Morcel jersey. I just like the way he plays. Love the he, way that I guy think plays. He's a glue guy. Love it. Love yeah, it. He, I think we've said it before. He's <clears throat> he's he's this team's Mouton. Ah, Byron Mouton, a la national championship winning Byron Mouton. So so you know, go Terps. Very very early in the college basketball season. Jeremy and I were talking a little bit. When's the Next. first like real game they play? Um, so they go to this tournament over uh, Thanksgiving down in Orlando, and their first game's against Temple. And that's going to be a tough game. Um, and the other teams in that tournament are, are pretty decent. Yeah, Tim's, Temple always gives Maryland fits, man. They're, they're, they're tough, Slow man. Down, no, but they, 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 they went, they're going to some Orlando Invitational, and every team there is decent. Um, I think Maryland should come out of that unscathed. I mean, if they're really a top ten team, yeah. If they're what we expect them to be, they'll you know they'll have a tough game or two, but they'll be able to pull it out in the end and be whatever eight zero or whatever they come back, whatever it's going to be. Yep. Uh, but the Big Ten starts relatively early in the season. They play Notre Dame in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. We've got a couple uh, weeks on that one. Yep, December fourth, I believe okay. it is. Um, and you know, so there's there there are some tough games on the schedule, but I mean, if they drop a game in the next few weeks, I'm going to be surprised. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be the end of the world, but it's definitely going to be one of those where it's like, come on, guys. 
I mean, you're not top 20. You're not this upstart team. You have now established college studs. You have young, really, really athletic, <laughs> great freshmen, and you've got role players. Yeah, it's it, the kind it, of team it, you it, always want. You got your veteran point guard, Marcel's a vet. Yep. Other than that, they're young guys, but the talent is oh, just the talent's ridiculous. out of this world, man. But you know, and I know we've sort of talked about it offline, but you know, just hey, they're going to have stretches in the game where they're not playing well, but they've got the talent to overcome that. They do. They can lose five minute stretches. That's not a problem. Make the comeback, win by five instead of by fifteen. That's no problem. But that, yep. you know, that should be. Nine out of ten games, at least eight out of ten games for them this season. See, and I'm with you on that one, and this is why I think this team is a little different. If they go into a game against a Temple or against, you know, Alabama or some some team that's in that middle ground, and let's say it's 68-66 with three minutes left, there's no reason for them to hang their head. They need to go, you know what, let's score the next ten points, let's put this game away, and if we win by five, six, or seven, so be it. And then, yeah. and then if somebody comes out and goes, oh, they should have won by 20, yeah, you know what, they didn't. But they still got it done. Exactly. And, and, and I think this team's capable of that. And that was actually when I heard uh, Turge on the radio a little bit today, and he said it's one of those things that the expectations having to manage, you know, top 10 team. He's like, maybe we haven't earned it yet. We will, but we haven't yet. He's like, we're not going to win each half by 25. And they need to understand that. Yes. And that's, that's just Fuck where we're Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck you, Turgeon. Win each half by 25. <laughs> That would be that would so, probably be some kind of record. So before we wrap for the week, let's uh, let's touch a little bit on college football because the college football playoff rankings have come out uh, for this yeah. current week. You gonna read those off? Yes. So are. currently, here is what we have. These are the college football is West Virginia the top four rankings. They They're are actually, not uh, one. Plus. Shockingly, they in Maryland are are not, nowhere to be found on this list. So here is your top ten according to college football playoff uh, committee of the week. LSU number one, Ohio State number two, Clemson number three, Georgia comes in at number four, Alabama drops to number five, Oregon is at six, Utah is at seven, Oklahoma eight, Penn State nine, Florida ten. So on the outside of your top ten are Michigan and Baylor and Minnesota. Okay. I think Ohio State rolls Penn State and Michigan and wins the Big Ten, so they're going to be in. LSU, I think, will run the table and be in. Clemson will run the table because they play, I think, Hampton-Sydney next. <laughs> the that, ACC is so game, fucking they're, bad. They're terrible. They are awful. Um, and this is coming from a Maryland fan whose team I, – I, I applaud when we get a first down and it's not by penalty. Maryland so. would get a bowl bid this year in the ACC. <laughs> it's quite possible. I mean, Pitt's like 7-3, and three and they average like 15 points a game. Um, but the, Seven the, defensively. The, the key is going to be um, – I think how it's going to turn out is I think Alabama's going to find a way to beat Auburn. They're going to find their way into the top four right. because because, Saban because will, he'll Georgia s- is probably going to lose to LSU in the SEC championship, which will bounce, give them two <laughs> losses and bounce them out. And then you're going to have of the one, let's you know, Alabama will have one loss, and then of the rest of the one loss teams, they're Alabama. Exactly. You know, so they're going to they're, right. their but strength there is, of schedule. There is, there is gonna, no Tua though, right? I mean, there is no Tua, but the strength of their schedule is. Saban will sell his soul if he has to to get into the college football playoff top four. He's only done it five times already, but I guess what's six? <laughs> hey, what the hell? You know, he's already down the rabbit hole. He may as well keep going. I mean, you guys, uh, of the top ten, I don't know much about Oregon or Utah, but they I presume no, they have to play each other. West Coast. They right? Who gives a shit about suck, them? Right? <laughs> Oklahoma. Nobody likes the Big 12. Um, Minnesota's done. You're in the Big 12 and you don't even like it. Um, so I, I, I don't see... 
Anybody the one team except on t- there that I'm scared of, and, and not scared that they're good, but scared they're f- somehow going to find their way in is Penn State. And I know they're way down the list, but I hate them well, so eight, much. But they have to beat Ohio State. I know. And if they beat Ohio State, they should be in it. I know, and that pisses me off. I don't and, uh, like that. Their, their quarterback right now is getting death threats, so he had to go off Twitter from his own fans, which hmm. shows you what kind of morons people from Pennsylvania are. Hmm. You know? So, well, you just made me feel a whole lot better. Thank yeah, you, Jerry. They, they, no, but they're just unlikable people. <laughs> they, I hate that school. Your fucking roads suck. Your teams suck. You're just <laughs> assholes. And you know, I know, I know how we feel about uh, you know Franklin, but he had a comment that won't surprise you. Be like, we appreciate the support from the positive fans, and then basically left it at that. And I was like, eh, you know, um, don't give shot, death right? threats to your starting quarterback when you're nine and one, or yeah. if you're one and nine. Don't give death threats I mean, to your starting college. quarterback. Or how about just don't people. give death, death yeah. threats? Don't no, I mean, asshole. if you want to give death threats to Sidney Crosby, I'm all for that. I'll defend you. That guy's a douchebag. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And if you want to give death threats to Eric Guberson or whatever the fuck his name is. Ah, fuck him. He's so down. And Furlat. That I'll guy s- sucks, too. I'll spit on that guy. <laughs> Obviously, don't give death threats to anybody, but if you do, call me. I'll defend you. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry will, uh, he'll launder your death threat through the proper channels. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't a death threat. I will mitigate. I will mitigate it. To, to wake you up to perform at a higher level or yeah, something. Yeah, you know, f- f- foot, football fans and fans in general are morons. They really are. Speaking of morons, this dumbass just kicked the puck into his own net. Good job, asshole. Well, assholes around every corner. Way way to go, 21. That's why you play for Ottawa. (laughs) Look at our game. Ottawa versus the Red Wings. Jesus Christ. That might be two worst teams in the league right Why can't the Cavs play them in the next five games? (laughs) Uh, They will play plenty of bad teams in the NHL, but every bad team in the NHL still has a stud player, and and that is a fact. Um, And it's why... I don't think Ottawa's got a stud player. They do. Thomas Shabbat. Yep. Andrew Shabbat, I went to high school with him. Yeah, it's his brother. And Peugeot, right? Yeah, Pe- Peugeot. Yeah, he's there. The, yep. Your I definition think. of stud is different than my definition of stud. So they're not one of the 11 players that are on pace for 100 Fucking points. Chandler However, Stevenson would be like at the top top line there. Dude, Stevenson now has Don't even goals. say it. Don't <laughs> even say it. Goals. He scored one where he didn't shoot it, and the second one he <laughs> scored when nobody else was playing, <laughs> and everybody was fighting. Hey, dude, the, <laughs> goalie, the goalie was in the net. He was in position, and Stevenson beat him. When Dave... Because I wasn't watching. When Dave texted and said Stevenson for MVP, <laughs> I went back and looked at I went back to look at the goal and I was like, Jesus Christ, there's everybody's in the back of the goal. Like there's it's just him and the goalie. I was like, was it a freaking you know, pa- what's the thing when he cut when the uh there's nobody else on the ice? God damn it. Penalty, penalty shot. shot. There you go. There was Fuck it was you, Jeremy. It was not a penalty shot and it was beautiful. Chandler Stevenson. We salute you. Could you imagine? Where, <laughs> uh, could you imagine being the goalie? Like, where the fuck is everybody? Whoa, 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 whoa he's coming! He's coming! Yeah, the that, blow? yeah, that whole play was crazy. So I can. I hope the Caps continue their success, but I really hope that these uh, <laughs> these scrums and these things are, are behind us now. Um, well, so I, hey, this time next week we'll have we'll obviously know the uh, the result of the hearing with Hathaway and Hathaway and, will be back and we'll forget it even happened. I hope so. God, I hope so. Maybe he'll be spending five games left time to come on the pod with us. That's right. That's right. Yeah, if he has a lengthy suspension, we should definitely get him on here. I don't want to piss that dude off either. He's probably like, which one of you motherfuckers call me Garrett? <laughs> You'd be like, I did. Sorry, sir. <laughs> this guy named Jeremy. He's a dick. Yeah. Garnet's a Garnet, way cooler name. Don't call me Garrett or I'll spit on you, Hathaway. 
Uh, so no, an- another great week in DMV sports, and uh, you know more excitement ahead. And and again, you know, with how much college basketball is ramping up, the NHL plays pretty much every other night for the Caps here for the next couple weeks. It's it's you know it's fun to have teams that are good that are playing well, and you don't have to sit there. You know, thank God we're not like a Redskins beat reporter. I mean, that oh. used to be like a sought after job. Now, I mean, it is yeah. so thankless. Are you sure JP Finley hates getting up in the morning? He does. We oh, were just sure listening to him on the way over. Player. He sounds so disinterested in the team. All the t- he's the, like, the potato chip just, talk? Yes. He's like, yeah, didn't we have this conversation last week? Yeah. Haskins was meh. Yeah. Yeah. They Coaching still was terrible. Nobody seems to want to play. Uh, I hate my November mustache. Yeah. Well, the skins will still be shitty and we'll still be here. So uh, tune in next week. Wings, beers, and tears. Give us a listen. And uh, and soon we're going on the road. We are. We, we, may do a, uh, we may do a mobile podcast for you from the Caribbean. It is, uh, you know, the, the powers that be are in the works right now. I rarely drink during the podcast. In fact, I don't think I've ever drank during the podcast. I don't think but you have. I will be freaking obliterated you during shouldn't that have said I can't that. wait. You're making wings, beers, and tears a fraud here. I can't You guys drink enough wait. for I mean, you guys are popping. When you do it, you really do. I do Diet Dr. Peppers. Yeah. Well, Diet Dr. Yeah. Pepper is delicious. It yeah, really, we'll, uh, really we'll, is. we'll, you know, we'll be doing some shots. We'll be in the Caribbean in a couple weeks, and we will bring you some entertaining DMV sports news from afar. Neat. Until then, we will see you on the other side. Join us. Wings, beers, and tears. Give us a follow, and we will see you next week. Later. Later.